Okotov, today's daf is daf Nun Ches. Nun Ches, number 58 in Gittin. As we look for a foreshadowing for Allah ben Ruma and for Yosef Israel ben Chanichal, both of those boys were injured in the Miron tragedy a couple of years ago. They're still not in good shape. And also today, we're going to wish a Shlema to a young boy who's having brain surgery today, Yisrael Yaakov ben Sharon Perel. May he have a Refor Shlema and a successful surgery. Okay, right now we're, we're, we're down to the fourth line on Nun Chesim Dalf, what we left off yesterday, uh, the fourth of the widest lines. When the lines get real wide, the fourth line. Of course, here we're talking about at the time of the Romans, this is a whole discussion about how they took us into captivity, destroyed Yushalayim, destroyed the base of Mikdash. So there was a story with the daughter we just learned yesterday. The last story was about how a young boy in Rome was found by Rabbi Shuban Hananya, and he and Rabbi Shuban realized that he was going to be a great leader in Israel, a great Morahara, a teacher. And that who was it? It was Rabbi Shmuel Ben Elisha. So now we're going to talk about the children of Rabbi Shmuel Ben Elisha. A story like this. There was a story with the, the daughter, the son and daughter of Yishmael and Elisha, Shanishbu, the Sheadonim. They were captured, they were taken into captivity by two separate masters. Two separate Goyim took each in, into captivity. One the son, one the daughter. Liyamim, uh, as they, when time went on, the two masters, uh, they were at the um, Master of Slaves convention. They went to the Master of Slaves convention and they met one another, these two masters. I've got a slave, the most handsome slave in the world. And I have, uh, I have a, a slave, a, a slave woman uh, uh, who is the prettiest in the whole world. Now they were both the children of Bishmal ben Elisha, who himself was good looking as we saw as a child. They said, listen, let's marry off these two beautiful slaves, a slave man and a slave woman. And Benechlet Levadas will have beautiful children. We'll split them. That's what we'll do. We'll split the we'll split the children. Of course, they were brother and sister. And they brought him into a dark room at night. And they said, "Okay, you know, do what uh, comes naturally, and uh, let's see how it goes." Each one, the girl, the boy, and the girl who were both the children of Rabbi Shmuel and Isha, uh, they sat in opposite corners. The boy said. I'm a coin, Ben Kohanim Gedolim. I'm the son of I'm a I'm a coin, the son of Kohanim Gedolim. That was Yishmael Ben Elisha. I'm Yishmael Ben Elisha. Pamachas Nechnasti Lifnim Lifnai. But first, when he went in a famous story, Daf Zayin over there, right in the, the where's Brachos? Is it? I remember it's Daf Zayin. I'm not I'm not sure which was. I think it's Brachos. And he went into the five of Nim Brisi Akasriel Shakoshem Tzvokos. The famous song. He was the coin Gadol. Is, in other words, so this boy said, I am a Kohen, the son of Kohan Dolan. As a shift, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry a slave woman, which is forbidden. I'm gonna sleep with her. There's also Maris, and the girl who was really his sister, but they was a dark, they couldn't see one another. There's also Maris, I need Kohanim, Maskanim, I am a Kohanim, the daughter of Kohanim Dolan. And and Nasa Levin, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna sleep with a with a slave. The whole night both can cry. Keep in Shalom once they once daybreak came. And they were able to see, there were light came in, they were able to see one another. He cures us there. They realized they're brother and sister. They hadn't seen each other for a long time. They reached, they were each in separate captivity and they were put into a dark room to <laughs> deal with one another. And thank God they didn't, right? They were brother and sister. They fell upon one another crying, holding one another and crying and crying out. 
that, you know, thank God they didn't sleep with one another, but they were happy to see one another. They cried so much that they died. In other words, they, they were so grateful and happy and sad at the same time and that they cried. And Yirmiyo, for them, uh, for them, he, uh, he uh, uh, eulogized. Uh, Konain is, uh, uh, he lamented. He, he lamented, for these I cried. Of course, my eyes, my eyes, water is running out of them. Amr Shlokish. Maisebishach is another story like this. In other words, they were so grateful and joyful as to what happened at the same time, you know, it's like happy and sad at the same time. Uh, happy that they found one another and happy that they didn't have, uh, they didn't commit uh, an incestual act with one another. And they, out of such joy and, and high emotions, they just, they died. Amr Shlokish, Maisebishach is another story with a woman, that was her name. Safnas, she called Safnas, but everybody looked at her beauty, a beautiful woman, Bas Peniel, the daughter of Peniel. Why? Peter Shalkoingari was the daughter of Peniel, Shashimish, Lefnai, Lefnim. That's Peniel, like inside, in Lefnim, by Hashem. Lefnim, Lefniel, by Hashem, inside by Hashem. He was the coin girl. Also, another story with the daughter of a coin girl, Shinasal Bash Shavai Kolaila. And these captors had taken her and abused her the whole night. Uh, the next day he'll be Shesheba Chalukim. The next day they put on seven garments on her. But see Lamachar take out the seller. You know, first they had this beautiful daughter of the, also at the time of the Horbin, the beautiful daughter of a coin guttle. They abused her the whole night. Then they took her out to sell her as a slave woman, covering her up with seven garments. There was a man came, showing an ugly man. I want to see how beautiful she is. Let me see her to take off all her clothes. They said, Reka, you fool. And he had one in the road, so he got If you want to buy her, buy her. Shane Kiefer, I'm telling you right now, nobody's as beautiful as this lady. You're a fool if you don't buy her. Shane Yofer, Kholm Kulo, Amalo, said to him, Afal Pikain, even so, I want to see her. Take off all her clothes. If she did, she should They took off six of her clothes, seven, six, the top six layers. The Shvi, when it came to the seventh one, she saw what they were going to do. She ripped it off herself. The Shvi Karasa, she ripped it off herself in his fashion, and she rolled in the dirt, in the, in the ashes. Amr Lafana, it's probably dirt, sometimes eight for enough or interchangeable. But in any case, she rolled naked in the in the dirt. Amr Lafan, they said, Amr Lafan, she said before Barashlam, Rabbanashlam, Imalayna Lachas, if you don't have if you have no mercy on us, like Shimcha Agibor, Lama Lasikas, why shouldn't you why shouldn't you have mercy on your great name? Look what your people look what's happening, your people Baalakon and Yirmiya, and Yirmiya uh, lamented about her. Bas Ami, daughter of my nation, Chigrisak. Wear sackcloth, uh, gird yourself with sackcloth, this and roll in the dirt. Um, make yourself a mourning as for an only child. That's the worst kind of mourning. You know, if a person has any child, is a loss is, is great loss, but uh, if he only has a single child and he loses him, that's a terrible mourning. A, uh, a eulogy, a bitter eulogy. Because the Shodei, the destroyer, has come upon us suddenly. Allah it didn't say, Hashem didn't say, came upon you, Ella Aleinu, on us, meaning Hashem included himself in this terrible, uh, terrible uh, uh, situation. alive Allah, as if to say that the, the enemy has come upon me, upon me, and upon you. Alive Allah, Abbas Shodei. Amrav Yudamarav. Minus of the Pasuk says, Vashku Geber Ubeso. Pasuk says that. Uh, this is a continuation. It says this is a pasuk in Micha that uh, a man and his house will be oppressed. The ish and a man and his inheritance. What do you mean by that? What do you mean that there'll be oppressed? One person will oppress another. This all led all these ma'asim we saw yesterday that the lashon hara 
and the evil talk and people not being considerate of one another. This all led to the to the uh, uh, to the Churban. Here's another story which also led to the Churban. Man was working for his, he had a boss. He's working for the boss. He was a uh, carpenter's apprentice. He was a private apprentice, but he liked his boss's wife. He liked her very much and he wanted to take her away. One time, his boss needed to borrow money. Sometimes the boss needs the money for an investment or whatever. He needed to borrow money. So the apprentice told him, I'll tell you, I'll give you some money. Send your wife to me. And I'll lend her the money. You know, I come to let her come to my house and I'll lend her the money. She So the boss sent his wife to, uh, to uh, collect the money for him. She stayed with him for three days. She stayed with the apprentice for three days. So you can imagine what happened, right? She stayed with him for three days. Um, so uh, now after three days, the boss said, what's going on? My wife that I sent you, where is she? I gave her the money. I gave her. She left right away. She, where has she been? I heard that the kids uh, abused her. Right there on the road. That's what I heard happen to Amal. I'll tell you, my Masa Masa with the so the boss said to the apprentice, What should I do? Amalo, if you listen to me, let's us you listen to my advice, you should get rid of her. Divorce her. What are you gonna do with her? She's been abused, you know, just get rid of her. Amalok Subasamurba, you got a big sub. I can't afford to pay. You know, I'm in scrap for money. I'll lend you the money. The ten luck suba, pay her the money. I'll lend you the money and give her the suba and get rid of her. Amad says, so that's what the boss did. The gear should divorce her. Halahu. And what did the apprentice do? He married her now, right? He had already lived. Now, obviously, he had already slept with her when she was married to the bosses, when she was married to the boss, which would prohibit him from marrying her, even if she got legitimately divorced now by the ball, Becha the boil. She was like a soda. But he married her anyway. But now the boss couldn't pay back the loan. He had lent the, the apprentice lent the boss money to pay off Biksuba. Now he couldn't pay back. When he came time to pay, Amalo. Boba, I'll tell you what, you work for me. You know, work off, you like wash the dishes and work off your loan. Now, who was, but at this point, the apprentice was married to the boss's former wife. They were sitting, they were sitting and eating and drinking. And he was serving them. He was serving them. Now the boss's own wife, the boss himself was serving his apprentice and his former wife. But the most notions made of his tears ran out of his eyes and fell into their cups. That's how sad it was that his own wife had been taken away by his apprentice. And now he was serving them like a, like a servant. The Zardin, so to speak, the final Zardin that Churb was going to take place was, was based on that time, this horrible act that this apprentice had done. Like this, uh, that Zardin, the decree was sealed by this event. I mean, some say because, you know, two wicks with one, uh, with one uh, lamp it was it, which is a euphemism for uh, two people sleeping with the same woman, Asia Sishas Rashi says, that's what it's referring to, that um, uh, that uh, that it's shape seals, but Asia Sish, that because of this sin of of, uh, of adultery, uh, this this contributed to the uh, to the final decree of the Horban. Now the Mishnah said, well, let's go back to the Mishnah. The after the time, remember at the time of the Horban, the Sikrikan were allowed to take your land and uh, if you and they would kill you. So sometimes you gave up your land in return for your life and you were willing to do it willingly. You gave up your land to save your life. 
after the Chorban, uh, it wasn't as bad. They, you were, they were, the Sekretim weren't allowed to kill you, but still they would take the land and pay you uh, less than it was worth. Now, the, the, the Sekretim have the land. Maybe you could get it back. You'll buy it back from them. They gave you some money for it. They gave you, let's say, let's call it three quarters of the money they paid you. They took up a quarter of the value. You could buy it back from them if you have the money. You could buy it back from them, or somebody else could buy it back. Is somebody else allowed to buy it back? It was taken from them. So he said, since, the, since they, were willing, they willingly gave up their money, even though they weren't going to be killed, but at that point, they willingly gave up their land for the money. So in general, you could buy it from the Sekretim. However, we said later on in the Mishnah that the Besant, later Besson said that the original owner has to be given the right of first refusal. So if they can buy it, if the, if the original owner has the ability to buy it back, he has right of first refusal. Um, if if he doesn't want to buy it back, then you could buy it from the Sekrikan who take who took it away from the who forcibly uh, uh, bought it from the owner, and you pay whatever you pay, you're paying a quarter or less, let's say, because that was what the, that's what they paid for it, and you give the other quarter to the owner, and then you're then you're okay. Later on, the rabbi said the rabbi rabbi uh, uh, assembled the bezdin, and they said, look, if the Sekrikan's there for twelve months and the original owner didn't buy it back, he didn't make efforts to buy it back. Then anybody could buy it back, but you still have to give a quarter to the original owner. So the original owner not, doesn't have any financial loss at the end of the day because the Sekrikan paid him, let's say, three quarters, and he got the other quarter from whoever bought it back. So we said, first we said, uh, however, if you bought it from the Sekrikan first, your first job was, you know, the Sekrikan evidence should first go to the owner, the original, before they later said that, you know, if the guy was there 12 months, did buy it back, you can just go and buy it from the Sekrikan directly. They said originally, if you buy it from the owner first, and if you go to the owner and you try to buy it from him and he's willingly sells it to you before you go to the Sekrikan, that's okay. But if you bought the Sekrikan first, then the owner is going to agree to it because he figures, okay, better be in your hands than the Sekrikan. I'm not going to be able to fight the Sekrikan as, as well. So I buy it from, so it's better. Uh, so, so he didn't really mean to sell it. That's the point. That which the Misha said that, um, here's a good case. If you bought it from the Sekrikan and then you bought it from the Balabais, it's bottled. So no, it's the deal's void. Why? Because when you bought it from the Sekrikan, maybe the owner didn't really want to sell it. Right? He, he forcibly sold, the, sold it to the Sekrikan. Now, you want to buy it from the Sekrikan? Well, really, you have to give the owner the first rights. He doesn't, maybe doesn't want, maybe he wants his land back. So if you bought it first from the Sekrikan and you paid for it, and now you want to pay the difference or whatever, now you want to go buy it from the, uh, from the uh, owner, whatever, you, whatever the deal was, whatever you were going to pay, that's no good because he's only selling it to you because, you know, because the Sikrika have the money. So he's not going to be able to get it back. So, uh, but if, if he sold it to you before you paid the Sikrika and anything, in other words, before you went to the Sikrika and you came to him and he willingly sold it to you, then it's a good sale. So the Mish said, if you bought it from the Sikrika first, it's not a good sale. It's only when you came to him and you bought it from the Sikrika first, and then I said, okay, go take it. You bought it from them anyway. What am I, what am I going to do? I was paid already uh, most of it anyway. Uh, go, go take it. You know, go make a chazak. But if the owner gave you a star, after you bought it from the Sekrika, and the owner gave it to you with a bill of sale, taking responsibility for it, then it's a Kenyan anyway, even though you went to the Sekrika first, in the original in the original halacha, before, before the Bezim Shalach Reim. Ushmul Omar, even if he gives you a star, he doesn't really mean to sell it to you until he puts a chrais in the star. That means he guarantees it that if uh, the field's taken away, he'll give you your money back or other assets to replace them. Tanik Vasir Shmuel proof to what Shmuel says. In case where 
you, uh, a wife had some property she brought into the marriage and the husband sold it. And we said, we, like we said in the mission also, if the husband sold it, then you went and bought it from the wife. She just says, okay, I don't want to start. I have to live with the guy. I don't want to start up with him. So she didn't really mean to sell. It's not a good sale. But if she sold it first, then you can go to the husband also. That's what the Bryson says also. It's a good sale because she willingly sold it to you before you bought it from her husband. But if you bought it from the husband first, then you bought it from the bottle. That's no good because she only did it because she didn't want to fight with her husband. She didn't really want to sell it. Until she writes a star with a chryas. Oh, that's a proof to what Shmuel says that it's not a good sale unless the second party, the party who felt, the party who didn't really want to sell it, sells it to you with a chryas, then it's a good sale. So that's the Chari Mashmah, what we said, what Shmuel said in the Manalif. It says, No, my chryas, not my star. When he said a chryas, doesn't really mean guarantee you with other property, other cash or other assets you have. It's only when you wrote it with a star. That's all me. So therefore, here the Achrayis doesn't really mean any, any more than a star. So you can't prove like Rav or like Shmuel, even though generally when it comes to money matters, we deal, we hold like Shmuel, that we're a star. It's not a good sale unless you put Achrayis in there. Now, let, let's understand something. Let's go to Babasra. There's two kinds of Chazaka. One is a Chazaka of the Kenyan, like Chazak Bikni. If I buy property, how do I get property? I buy property. I can either give you cash, good sale. Star sale, bill of sale. He signed the, the bill of sales. Another way is make a chazaka. That I prom- I'll pay you the money later on, but now I'm going to make a fence around the field. That's a chazaka. I showed some ownership. That's one kind of a chazaka. There's another kind of a chazaka. There's another kind of a chazaka learned above Basra that if you stay in the land for three years, you remember the three-year deal? Like you swear, I don't know, what does that mean? That's not, a, that's not a way of acquiring land at all. What it is, is it's a proof of purchase. If I say I bought land from you, okay, where's the deed? I bought it 10 years ago. You expect me to keep the paper that long? Who can keep paper that long? Three years is what I'm responsible to keep the paper. If I, if I don't, if, if after three years, and three years when you saw me, not that you were in some other land, three years I was on the land and you didn't say anything, then I could say, I bought it from you. Where's my star? It's three years, three years, I can't keep the star anymore. That three years, that chazak is not a, a, a form of ownership. That's simply a proof of purchase, a proof of purchase. But I got to say, I bought it. If I didn't say I bought it, what are you doing? Hey, what are you here? I'm here five years already. Okay, did you buy it? No, but nobody said anything. I'm here five years, like a squatter. That doesn't mean anything. You have to say you bought it. Okay, you bought it and you don't have proof of purchase. You don't have a piece of, you don't have a document. Three years is good enough. Now, you have what? Yeah, you have to work on it. You have to be on the land. But that 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 land you have to sh- you have to have a claim that you bought it or was given to you or you inherited it and you're here for three years. If you have no claim, if I was here, I squatted on the land. That doesn't mean anything. You stole it. Let's say okay, the Sikrikan stole the land from Yanko, right? From Yanko. They said they not stole. They forcibly bought it. Now we have two purchasers. Number one, he bought it from the Sikrikan, right? He bought it from the Sikrikan. Now, can he buy from the Sikrikan? Yeah, we said if uh, if the owner doesn't want to buy it back, right, uh, maybe he could. But let's say he bought it from the Sikrikan. He was there for three years. He went, he, he didn't listen to us. He didn't go to the owner. He says the Sikrikan have the land. He went to the Sikrikan and he, and he paid them for the land. And he was there. And he was there for three years. means he stayed on land three years. And the owner, Yanko, the original owner, saw it. Saw it all. He was there. He lived in the same area. And now, number one sold it to number two. Number one who bought it from 
the Sekrikan. He's there for three years. Now he sold to number two. Number two didn't know anything about Sekrikan, the original owner. He didn't know Yankul. He didn't know anything. He bought Klum. The owner, now the owner, Yankul, wants to come to wants to come to number two. To number one, he might have a claim, right? You, you bought it from the Sekrikan, you should have come to me first, right? Um, but number two doesn't know anything. He doesn't know. He bought it from number one. He doesn't know. So, uh, so the owner, Yanko, has no claim on number two. Sigmar says, actually, what's the case? Either Katan, Barbara, Minach, Zavna. If he says, I bought it from you, you, Yanko, if I bought it from you, I feel a Rishanami. The first one has a claim too. If he says, I bought it from you, I got it from the Sukriqan, but I also bought it from you. Maybe I went to you first. I bought it from you and I've been here three years. That's a valid claim. Three years is proof of purchase, but I had a claim. I bought it from you. Eat the low Katan. And if the first one, if he says, I didn't buy it from you, I feel shame not low. How could the second guy have a claim if he didn't buy it from him? Second guy has no claim either. First guy could say, listen, you, you got it from this guy. Stole it, stolen property. You bought stolen property. So I say, you have no claim on the second guy. What do you mean? The second guy has, uh, the, the, the original Yaku has no claim on the second guy. Why not? Uh, the second guy didn't say he bought it from him. Just being on the land doesn't mean anything. Or buying it from somebody else who stole it doesn't mean anything. He didn't say anything. In certain cases like this, where it was well known that the Sakrikan took the property, things like that, and people have a way that they know that it was properly, if the Sakrikan took it, they usually pay. Maybe a, maybe they pay a quarter less, but they pay for it. So they own it legitimately. So in a case like that, we claim for the Yorish, if, if he was an heir or he was a purchaser, we claim for them. In other words, because what is he supposed to do? He doesn't know what took place between number one and Yankel, between number one and the Sakrikan. So therefore, we claim for them. Yeah, okay. The other guy was on the land. He claims that he bought it. That's okay. If just long luck, he didn't say anything. In other words, the second guy can't go to Yankel and say, I bought it from you. I paid you. He didn't buy it from me. He bought it from number one. He has no good claim, but we, we make a claim for them. Because in a case like this, where the Sakrikan really owned the land, they paid for it, and now number one bought it from them. When we sold it to number two, we you don't need, you don't really need a claim. In a case like this, we don't need a claim. There's other cases Rashi brings down where we don't make a claim like that. All right, should look a minute here. The motive, the stam mandas of Mesembers buys it from Sakrikan. Maybe he knows he wouldn't have put his money down for nothing, so he probably did it legitimately, and he took care of Lokech. If uh, that he, that he took care of Lokech. Of, of the of Yankel and paid him his quarter also. So that's what we say. The Edach, the first guy, the first guy, number one, if he made it, when he, if, if, if Yankel comes to him and says, What are you doing on my land? He says, I bought it from you. I paid the Sukrikan, I paid you, and I've been here three years. That's my proof of purchase. If he has a claim, if he wants to claim that it's his, he's got to say, I bought it from you, or I bought it from the Sukrikan. But the second guy, the, sec, the, the number two who bought it from number one, he doesn't have a claim, and we make a claim for him. He's not expected to have a claim. Let's say Goim came and took land from you because you owed the money. Or I'm porous. I'm porous means they took it without cause. They just took it. Now, in a case like that, that's not Sikrikan. That's no, there's no Sikrikan there, meaning there's no law that uh, you, have to pay the, you have to pay them to get it out of land because they took it illegitimately. They had no right to take it. 
They didn't, they didn't pay for it, so to speak. They just said, you have a claim against me, or they had no claim against me. The guy took it. And if they took it without cause, he has to be on the land 12 months before you can buy from him. There's no law of Sikrik in there. This is what it means. Like we said in the mission, at the end of the mission, Sikrik in themselves, it's got to be there 12 months before you can buy from them. And others of Sikrika took land. We said at the end of the mission, Rebbe set up a Besden. He summed the Besden and he said, you know what? Uh, if the Sikrika had been there 12 months and the owner hasn't tried to buy it back, then you're, anybody could, anybody's free to buy it back. But they have to pay the Balam the quarter that he lost because we can always pay a quarter less. So again, there's no din of Sikrikan, meaning uh, if it was there 12 months in the hands of these crooks who took the land without cause or for what they claim was a loan, uh, but no, there's no law that you have to that you pay them, but you just take the land back for nothing. Because the Sikrikan pay for the land. The Sikrikan, they would come and pay, and say, we're buying your land forcibly, except they took off a quarter. They bought it at a discount. So there, there's a law of Sikrikan. You can, you, after 12 months, if the owner didn't buy it back, you can buy from the Sikrikan for that price, 75%, let's say, of the value of the land, and pay the owner the other. But here, they just took it without cause or claimed that there was a loan, but they didn't really pay anything for it now. So here you can take back the land without, without paying anything. The original locale who sold it to the Sikrikin, he said, look, you know, in those days they used to kill us sometimes, even if they don't kill us now, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, it's a sale. It's a valid sale. I accept their money because, you know, I was done, it was under duress. But uh, but over here, right? Uh, but over here, in this case, of a high look, he didn't really mean to give it to him at all. When you gave it to a guy without cause, or he claimed that you owe him money, you didn't really mean you didn't get anything for it now. And even though he's there twelve months, uh, he just didn't get a chance to get it back from him. Therefore, it's not a sale at all. So there's no law of Sikrik in there. Notice you can't go to uh, to a guy who took it land forcibly from a Jew for a supposed loan or without cause and buy it from him. You can't buy it from him because it belongs to the uh, to Yankel, it belongs to the original Jew. Uh, it was taken without uh, without due cause, without and without a deal. There was no there was no sale there. Okay. Amar <laughs> we have we have a Kabbalah, we have a, a tradition, ain't parse but bubble. There's no in bubble apparently it means that in bubble they don't take land without cause. They're not such great friends. There are bad guys there. Then bubble there are. Ella ain't dinner parse bubble. Right, that there is no din of a parse bubble, meaning that you take land. Why? My time, you keep the ika beidina since beidavar. Since there's a court there below asl, and you didn't go to court. Couple, you accepted you you below below asl. Couple, you didn't go to complain there. Emachuli achle, you're mochulit. So there's no din on paris. So Rashi explains what that means is ain't paris bubble ain't din on paris bubble. Lachshul You can't uh, you can't the the, the you can't, there's, there's no law of Amparas uh, to make the, the uh, Lokeach lose his property because if they took his property away, he should have gone and complained. He, he, it's like, you know, living in a democratic place where you have a valid claim. They just can't take away your, mafia can't come and take away your land. You can go to court over it. Um, they mean so, a court? Yeah, any court, a Goyesha court even. Ain't din Lokeach, because they have a court there. It's called the Beidabr. It's not really a Bezden, but they have a court there. They have a secular, you know, a common court. So therefore, there's no din of Amparis and Babel that, um, 
you know, the Rebbe So therefore, that's that's Allah in bubble. In other words, we have a, here we have Sikrikin, but or, or there's Sikrikin and there's Anparis, meaning we said that you can't, you, you, the land has to go back. Over here, this Dian Paris that we said that the land goes back, not the case in Bubble, because in Bubble, if they took it away, you can get it back. So therefore, you can't, uh, the, you know, the, the, and therefore, the, the Lokech, if he didn't complain about it, he was most of the land. A story, Gidol Bar'ila, that was his name. Kabul Ara Betaksa, Kabul here does not mean he complained. Kabul here means he accepted. It's funny, the, the line before Kabul means he complained, right? You didn't go and complain, so you're mobile. Here, Gidol Bar'ila, Kabul Ara Betaksa, it's more like a Hebrew word. He accepted land for, for the tax. What does that mean? The Nebaga, the people in the valley all had a get together and pay land tax to the government. The Goyesha government would say, okay, listen, every, we want $10,000 for all this land. Everybody would then, in the valley would, according to the size of their land, they would pay their share of the taxes. One guy though left town, went away for a, few, for a while and he didn't work the land, he didn't pay anything. So Gilbarile said, okay, I'll work his land, I'll take the produce and I'll pay the taxes. I'll pay the taxes. Like, you know, you come in, you pay, in return for paying the taxes, you can work the land. The, the people in the valley let him you let him work that land in return for things. Sometimes it's good to prepay, but here he prepaid for three years. He figures he's going to be here for a while. He prepaid for three years the taxes. The owner came back, came back after one year, let's say. So they told him, they said, one year, okay, fine. One year you got you, you work the land, then you pay for that. Hashtanya now the next two years we're gonna pay the tax. And honestly, we're gonna work the land, we're gonna eat the produce, and we're gonna pay the taxes. So the guy said, Yeah, but I prepaid for three years. Also, we got coming. So he went to the people in the valley. Some say he owed the money. It's did he the the people from the, the owner of that land, he he prepaid on his behalf, he should have given it to them. Let's say though that well, went into a common fund. So he went to the people. The manager of the uh, of the fund who paid the ten thousand dollars to the government came for a papa several investigators for Abenibaga. So a papa figured, okay, he'll write a, a, a document uh, of of collection, a collection document that he's entitled to collect the other two years that he paid in advance. But he's not going to work the land, and the people from the valley from that fund will have to pay him back. Amalei Rafuna, papa, no, That's Allah like Sukrikan. That you know, if something was forcibly done and you paid money for it. Uh, you know, that you can pay back the owner and get your money back. Doesn't work that way. It's not secreted over here. It wasn't forced to be taken away. Rashi says, Rashi says over here, in Cana, Sisa Dover, about halfway down in the wide lines, Kedin secreted, that made him a Mishnah runner, Sheinum Afsub Klum, the Tani, kind of an Osin the Balm, you know, after 12 months, you could just, you are quiet, you get the Balm, my Devosel of Kamgabay, or Mesh Priyadam, Likach, the Azil of Mosul, because money back, by Namli Offset. He shouldn't lose. He shouldn't lose out anything what he paid off to the government. But uh, the, the, over here, this is not Sukrikan. He shouldn't have paid three. Who asked him to pay three years in advance? If the current owner wants to work the land and pay his share of the taxes, he doesn't have to give him back his money. In a case like that, you prepaid for nothing. It's like paying. You want to prepay your 2024 taxes. Uh, they won't. They won't do that. You know, you can't do that. Uh, if you did, it, it's like you left your money on the horn of a deer. Too bad you threw out your money by paying in advance so much. That was the halacha. In other words, even though 
maybe the fair thing would have been would be for the owner who came back and said, okay, you prepaid for two years. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll pay you that money back. But he didn't have to. Zoom Mishnah Rishona. So they said, that's the fish Rishona. What was the Mishnah Rishona? That he said, you have to buy, you have to first buy it from the owner. And if the owner agrees to sell it to you, then you pay the Sakrikim, right? That was the first, first Mishnah. Same thing with the wife and a husband. Bezer Sachram said, no, if you buy the Sakrikim, you can buy the Sakrikim, but you have to pay the owner a quarter. That's only, and that's only if the owner doesn't want to buy it himself. If the owner wants to buy it, he comes first. He has the right of first refusal. And then later on, Rebbe said, uh, uh, assembled a Besson, he convened a Besson, and they said, well, if, he's, if the Sakrikim's on land 12 months and you didn't say anything, that's it. The, then, uh, then you don't have to, that it basically he's given, the owner didn't say anything for 12 months, he's basically given up his right. Now, what kind of a quarter are we talking about? Are we talking about a quarter of either a quarter of the land or a quarter of the money? On the side, he says, meaning this, let's say he paid $100 to the Sikrikan, right? Paid $100 to the Sikrikan, so he gives the owner a quarter of the money, 25% of the money, meaning a quarter of that money, Meaning that the land was originally worth one hundred and twenty-five dollars, and when the and when the uh, Sikrikan bought it, they took off twenty-five percent, but not twenty. It's really they really took off twenty percent, right? One hundred twenty-five dollars. They gave one hundred dollars for it. So if you buy it for one hundred dollars, you have to give a quarter of that, which is twenty-five dollars, and then it comes out that the original owner got all paid. He got one hundred dollars from the Sikrikan and twenty-five dollars from you. Ushmul says no. No, a quarter of the land. Which is a third of the money, meaning the original land, the original property was worth 133 and a third, right? And therefore, when you bought it for $100, you've got to pay the owner, the original owner, Yanko, you've got to pay him 33 and a third. So he's, a, he's whole because the, 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 um, the Sikrikan paid $100 for it. And you paid the Sikrikan the $100. The question is, how much do you have to add on? Is it 20%? Meaning, what did the Sikrikan lower it by 20% or by 25%? That's the question. In other words, if you, if the Sikrikan paid 133 and a third, right, and you give them 100, that means that they lowered it by 25%, right? There's four thirds in 133 and a third, right? There's four thirds there. So that's the issue. What's the argument? The question is how much do you pay? How much do you pay the, uh, how much do you pay, how much do you pay? No, no, no. We know they paid 100, but what was originally worth? In other words, when they paid 100, was the original price 125 or 130? Well, that's, that's the question. That's the Rav says, no, Rav says, no, when it says Revia, it means, Revia means, Revia means, according to Rav, Revia means a quarter of what he paid, of what the Sikrikan paid. Right, right. And Shmuel says, no, it's a quarter of the original price. The Mike, what's the Machlokas? Marsov and the Rivers. And the question is, what's the normal custom? What does the Sikrikan do? One says that they lower it by a quarter. That's the one who says it was over the hundred that they pay uh, they pay twenty percent less. That's the machlok. It's meisvei. Zumish Rishon the Bryce says this. Rishon the Bryce like we saw in the Mishnah, but the, the, the Bryce says it this way. That was the first Mishnah Rishon that you buy first from the owner, then from the Sikrikan. Besin Shachriyam Amru. I'll get from the Sikrikan. If you buy the Sikrikan, no snubam. You give him a third. You give him a quarter. The Yad Malyona, the Baum could either take money, Ratsabakarka, Nothan Ratsabamosak. And when you pay off the owner, when you pay Yankel, they can either take it in Karka or in money. That's only one that you buy from the Sakrika, and then you pay off them with the quarter if the owner himself didn't have the ability to buy it back. 
the owner had to go right back. You have to give him right first refusal. Rebbe Hoshe Bezdin, Rebbe convened the court. The Nimnu, when they voted, Shem Shos of Athnei Sikrik and Shem Shachos, like you saw in the Mishnah, if the land was in the hands of the Sikrik for twelve months, Shem Shachos, then you don't even have to you don't have to go to the to the owner first because if he had to, twelve months was there and he didn't buy it, that's it. Anybody buy it? Avonos in the Balim, Raviva Kaka or Raviva Mos. Here the Brisa says you give him a quarter of the Karka or a quarter of the money, not a third of the money. So that's a kasha on on Shmuel. When he says a quarter, it means after you paid him the third. So he got 133, it comes out that it's a quarter. It's this question how you interpret the words. Rob, Rob said in that Besden that the, that the Rebbe convened the Besden and they said if the owners, if they secured there for 12 months, he didn't say anything that anybody can go and buy it. They don't have to go first to the owner. They can just buy it themselves. He says, I know how to admit, I was in that. I was among the, the uh, people voted in Rebbe's court. I was in that court. And they, they asked my opinion first. Now, Rav was either an average in that court or he was the lowest of the court. Rebbe was the highest of the court. And they started from him, Beresh, and they asked my opinion first. I We learned. When it comes to, in the Besden, when it comes to money matters or Tumantar, you start from the oldest, the, the, the greatest person, the most prominent person in the court, that would be Rebbe. In a side, then you start from the side, meaning because if the if the if the Supreme Court justice, let's say Rebbe over here, says I think he's guilty and he's high of death, the other people won't want to argue. Rashi says he's low son I'll live. You shouldn't respond to a dispute. You know, you shouldn't start up a fight. So you're afraid you don't want to argue with him. When it comes to money matters, that's okay. You know, that's okay because there it's not such a big deal. The, the, he says well, son of rib is really only on on capital cases, not money matters. Um, but uh, uh, but for but for money matters, uh, you could start you start from the gutter. So how could they start from Rav over here? Rav says they asked my opinion first. I'm a Rav Rav became Rafil Bradar of Balas, Shani Minyana de Rebbe. It was different by the count by the court of Bez of Rebbe, where they took the count there to Kulumi Rebbe held that Losano Rib even applies, so according to Rashi, even applies by money matters. So in all those cases, he doesn't start with Rebbe, that the other people, the other court, the justices shouldn't follow his opinion. And Rebbe's court, they all they all went, uh, they all followed, they started with the side, meaning they're not with the, they didn't ask the, the Supreme Court justices' opinion first, they asked the other ones first. Even though the Pusiks talk about the Nefashas, they felt there also. Uh, uh, so therefore, in Rebbe's court, they always started with, without asking Rebbe's opinion first, because he held the Lausano Rib, even though the, Pusik, the end of the Pusik is talking about it. And in the Fashos, he held that uh, the, the beginning of the Pusik, which says, don't dispute the actions that Lausano Rib, don't respond to a dispute, the actions without the Yud, Lausano El Rav. If the Rav, if the main rabbi uh, says one opinion, don't disagree with him. So therefore, they never started with Rebbe's opinion when it came to Rebbe's court. They always started with the pe- people on the side. So this was a member that was said by Rabba Bredarova. If he came to Raphil Bredarovalos, either Rabba Reva said this, or some say that it was hidden, said in the name of Raphil Bredarovalos. We'll stop here, but the next line, it, it, it tells another story that has nothing to do with Agamara, but it was another thing by the same author. Many times you have that, that it's not, it's a different uh, topic, but it was the same author, Rabba, that he said from the time of Moshe until the time of, um, from the time of Moshe until Rebbe, 
you never found that the greatest person in Torah in Israel was also the wealthiest. You know, you never found Torah and Gedula in one place. Now the Gemara goes on to discuss other cases throughout history. We'll pick it up there tomorrow, Mitzvah. Have a good day. Yeah.